Welcome to Working Matters. My name is Carl Edwards. Visit us on the web at boldenterprises.com. Well, this week we start a new series with a new guest, Van Ray of Ampret Advisors. Good morning, Van. Good morning, Carl. It's great to have you here. We're kind of excited about this, as you will all be excited. Claudia's having number two and is off, and so we're glad that Van is here because he's been doing some very interesting thinking uh, about the these changing times we're in and how quickly they change and, and how leadership needs to engage with that and be best positioned to uh, think about it and to act on it. So thank you for coming. It's a pleasure to be here. So what um, we're going to be talking about is a posture of strategic readiness. I love posture images for leadership because it, you know it gets your, your you feel it, your whole body's into it, and and we need a posture. But what do you mean by a posture? A posture is a, a mindset. It's in contrast to being reactive, and it's an organization or a team thinking about the future in such a way that they're anticipating it, they're ready for it. And they're looking forward to it. It would be nice to look forward to it, wouldn't it? Yes. Well, the thing about the future, though, of course, and we um, share our belief in this, is that it's unknown. Yes. All of it is unknown. It is. And we can anticipate things. We can hypothesize. We can hope for. And we have to do that. But it's still, at the end of the day, it comes at you one moment at a time. Well, you know, that seems so obvious to you and I, but almost every planning method out there is structured around everything staying the same as it is right now. And if everything were to stay the same as it is right now, we could make some pretty good plans. And if they, everything played out as it is right now, we'd all be pretty darn successful. But it doesn't work that way, does it? It doesn't. And a lot of organizations understand that. But even the think to accept the fact that you can't know it all, you can't be ready for it all perfectly, it takes discipline. It's a special kind of thinking, and I think the best organizations do it. seems like it would also take a certain amount of humility because you have to let go of this kind of myth of competency that now that I'm in charge, I do know everything, and I do know what's next, and I will take us there. And, and that is tempting to think that way, and you're absolutely right. It is uh, an understanding with a leadership team that says, you know what, we can't know it all, and we're not bad leaders. We're not unsuccessful leaders if we can't know it all. So let's take those unknowns as we get ready for going forward. And the good ones do it. But you're right. You've got to be humble to accept those unknowns. Well, this is what's going to be great about this series, because you're not suggesting that we go blindly into the unknowns of the future and just be reactive in every sense of in, as it, things come at us and hit us from here and there. This posture of readiness is going to have us poised so that we can both plan not knowing everything, and react yes. to what's outside of our control. Yes. Tell us a little about these advantages of this posture that you're, you're proposing here. By th- anticipating the future but not attempting to control the future, what an organization or a team can do is have intentionality. And so it's not a blind look into the future, but it's a look that says we are anticipating certain things happening, and then there are things we just can't foresee. And because we can't foresee those things that really matter to us, we have to anticipate multiple scenarios. We've got to be ready for opportunity and problems that, as we look into the future, are unknown to us. And by having that readiness in mind and saying, okay, we can't predict these things, but we're ready for different scenarios, 
the ability to take advantage of things or avoid certain things, when they show up, when those unknowns come, the chances of being successful are much, much greater, as opposed to a posture that says we've got it all figured out and we've anticipated everything that's going to come at us and we believe all these things will be true. And when those things don't come to pass, an organization can be knocked off kilter, if you will, or miss a tremendous opportunity because they haven't had resources or thinking that allowed for the good unknowns to show up. Well, that's what we're going to be about this next five weeks together. Today, we're going to be looking at and discussing a little further the difference between having a process and having a plan. Next week, we're going to be talking about something that you're calling a stop list. That's going to be very interesting. The stop, no, don't. The third week, we'll be looking at something called sumo wrestling goals. So I can hardly wait for that one myself, though um, I'd probably be killed if ever actually trying sumo wrestling. Then we'll be looking at the importance of building in Slack, which sounds entirely counterintuitive. And then finally, creating a decision agenda. This is going to be a great series. So let's just dive right on into this first part. Well, planning, I mean, strategic planning and looking ahead, not being, not just shooting from the hip. That's very important, but you have, um, you're saying that we're doing it in too controlling a manner and there's more things we don't know. So hit me with this process versus plan. The commitment of a leadership team to anticipate the future, have clear long-range intentions, and understand the steps to get to those intentions is valuable. What organizations can be tempted to do is think they can answer it all, all at once. Mm. And again, some do this and some don't. Some can be purely reactive. But when an organization reaches a point is go, we've, we've got to be much more intentional than we are now. There can be a temptation to invest in a document invest in this one-off ad hoc thinking. And my encouragement is, is don't just focus on an instance of a plan, but take the time to think through a planning process. Mm -hmm. And that is who needs to be involved, what on the leadership team needs to be a part of it, Mm -hmm. and being able to answer some key questions that they're going to need to answer on a reoccurring basis. And of the, the steps in place to activate that thinking, to activate that documentation, activate that communication, in contrast to just doing it once without a clear vision of saying, how will we do this again? Okay, so are you saying that traditional planning, a lot of good thinking goes into creating a comprehensive plan, but the problem with it is that's where the thinking stops and everybody shifts into just executing this plan and you're suggesting that the thinking needs to continue. You need to keep working on all these things. Am I hearing you correctly? Or absolutely. Am I- absolutely. Keep working on it and, and being willing to say this plan's incomplete and being willing to say that for this season, we've got something good. We know it could be better, but letting the future unfold to revisit it. And I can think of an organization right now, a nonprofit organization that invested multiple years in one planning scenario Mm, mm -hmm. and people anticipated it. We're waiting for it. It was going to be very valuable, but in all of that preparation, there was nothing in parallel that said, what will we do to revisit this? How will we refresh Mm. it? How do we make sure it's still accurate? It was all about the plan. It wasn't about a planning process. So all plans need to be in process. All plans should be incomplete in one sense. Absolutely. And if you think about it of, of, of a journey, of traveling down the road, you know where you're headed, 
But you've got to reassess, are we getting there the best way? Do we need to change where we're headed, correct course, and that thinking needs to be happening reoccurringly, not once. Now, the way Claudia and I like to describe it is staying attentive and paying attention and being able to adjust as you go. And then you're not locked in and you don't spend all your energy defending big decisions when the information comes along that suggests not that it's the wrong decision, that it might, that it might need adjusting. Yes. Yes. Matter of fact, that's key. And that willingness to say, you know what? We anticipate adjust, adjustment. We mm. anticipate the need. We're going to be off course and we're ready for those adjustments. We have a, a thoughtful way to handle those. I agree with you hundred percent. So the goal, the leadership goal is not getting it right and making correct decisions. It's being, it's being ready and being attentive so that you can make adjustments Absolutely. when you need to. And that's part of that posture of readiness is knowing the adjustments are going to be needed and having a, a thoughtful way to address them as they come at you. It's like um, in many sports games. I like a tennis analogy or basketball. You know, it's one thing to execute your strategy, but you know, when that ball's coming at you at a, a high rate of speed, you don't have a lot of time to think and you need to adjust. And if you just stick with what you were going to do, you're out of luck. Absolutely. Because what they did was out of your control and was something you didn't anticipate. And so that's where being flexible and being humble enough to say, I can't see it all, actually, you're saying, put you in a better position to lead well. Absolutely. And the best organizations do it. Well, this is perfect for our audience because we're not trying to be perfect leaders. We're not trying to get it right. We're trying to engage and make our jobs happen. And that's a a big distinction in our culture. Those who are focused on getting it done and making things happen and getting it there, and that's where their attention's focused. But if your attention's focused on yourself and being correct or being in charge or defending past decisions, you're going to get stuck. As you said, your example is a great one, kind of looking at an old document and hanging on to it when it's no longer appropriate. Well, Van, we are, going, we are done for today. Looking forward to next week very much. Um, I know people are going to want to uh, meet you listening to us discuss over the next several weeks. So where can they find you on the, on the web or an email address? Two places. The web's a great place. You can find out about my organization at www.amperant.com. And me personally, please feel free to reach out to me, van.ray, and that's W-R-A-Y at amperant.com. And always come visit us on uh, the website at boldenterprises.com. We're blogging on these topics at the same time that we're talking about them. And we would love your questions and your experiences and to interact about these issues of leadership that are not as clear cut as some would have us believe. We'll see you next week. This podcast is a Bold Enterprises production.